Last time on the Savage Bear Podcast. Well, uh, we uh, we found the Ermine Tower, or whatever it was bloody called. Uh, Kale went and did some reconnaissance, uh, all invisible and shit. It was cool, and he found bloody dinosaurs inside. Where, where the bloody hell did they come from? We need a plan for that, but we also need to worry about Tahala, so I think we make sure she's all right. G'day, hello, and welcome back to the Savage Bear Podcast. How is everyone feeling? Fantastic. Mm, very well. Everyone's very well, good. thank you. How are you going? I'm, I'm good. I've got a fresh new do, which is beautiful. It is looking tight. It looks tell you what, Very nice. I tell you what, I'm, I'm a... I, I like, for all of you that can't see us, which is everyone who's listening, um, <laughs> <laughs> I have shaved the sides of my head, so I've got an undercut on both sides, and I've got long hair on top, long hair at back. I call it the modern, uh, modern mullet. Mm. It's very nice and uh yeah. oh, look honestly Slick. hot showers on freshly shaved head like it's just amazing it's I, oh yeah no it legit is any any kind of water on your head when you've got a shaved head oh. is pretty pretty good yeah that first one after it just feels so good the haircut is amazing make me want to shave my head right now shave your head do you remember I just, josh i just when bought a set of clippers it. like two weeks ago because when josh. we came out yeah, of lockdown, buzz, it, buzz it off the local barber is booked out for like a fucking month jesus and we came out Literally. of lockdown i waited three weeks and then it was like, my appointment was the next week, and then we went back into lockdown. Oh. <laughs> so now I haven't bothered making another appointment because I know he's going to be booked out till like end of November. True. Yeah, I'm just pressuring Cat into cutting my hair because I just don't want to go to the but- uh, not butcher. Did you know they butcher? Do you, do you go to the butchers for your haircut? <laughs> the barber. <laughs> no, he's quite good. Yeah, they just scalp you. Really it's, I mean, it's the only haircut yeah. you need. Like, I mean, <laughs> you just have to accept I don't like it. it. <laughs> well, Josh, um, I remember when me and Josh went for a haircut before that one gig that one time, and I oh, showed yeah. you the beautifulness of that having the gig. shaved sides. Mm. That short, like, because we got a razor sharp. Like, I used to, I used to back in my old day, I used to have a, the pineapple do, which was basically just throw my hair on top of my head into a fucking ponytail and Love just it. stick it up, flatten it out. Hair looked like a pineapple, and so I used to get the sides back just hit with a razor and that was oh my god just that whole experience was just like my all right let's get let's have like my pedicure for the for these three weeks every yeah. three weeks i used to get Can't that done yourself yeah it was always that just shaved and then i realized huh my hairline does not match because one is like like there and the other well there slightly more higher than the other side and i was like oh my god and then i realized for some reason they started shaving the front of my head and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I had, like, an, a decent, um, I'm going to say an inch, maybe three centimetres of hair just missing at the front. There's one picture of me on Facebook where you can see it. And I, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, I need to shave it off and start again. Because it was just, oh, I was just so upset. This dude that I had for three years, and then some guy was like, yeah, no, I think he needs to miss that bit there. I don't know. What do they think? That's okay. But I definitely got a new barber after that. So, <laughs> yeah, it was the trainee yeah. just going. All right, it's like razor sides and back must mean front, uh, shave the first three front centimeters well. of his hair at the front. <laughs> it's got to match all the way around. Yeah, just, I mean, he, he must not want. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So now I'm feeling great because I've had a haircut and I shaved my face as well. I kept seeing Josh with his moustache and I was like. No, I've got to. And if I've now gone for the mullet, I have to have the disgusting handlebar moustache. But it still no way matches yeah. yours, Josh. I'm sorry. Yours is... The length is magnificent. It's getting quite nice. Yeah. I'm... Have, you, have you got any, uh, like, wax into it or anything like that? Nah, yet? Or I'm oil? not that far yet. I might need to soon. I'm really getting sick of getting food in it. But you just have a little munch. And with masks, just you did, no one knows, and you just have a little bit of a taste of what was there before. Uh, <laughs> you don't? I, I had a bit of hell I was... Uh, I had a bit of my uh, snack pack. <laughs> Uh, stuck in my moustache and I didn't realise until I left work and I was like ooh I taste cheese and chilli thank you ladies and gentlemen this has been Savage Bear Podcast (laughs) (laughs) Pathfinder 2E 2E content we didn't end because of a TPK we just ended because Adam was talking about his flavour (laughs) saver
Uh, that has generally been a fear of mine, actually. After the last encounter uh, at the Hermitage and then the encounter at the creek, like, my head is just like, what the fuck do I do if there's a TPK? Like, what do we do? Like, so I've been trying to run through my head a few ideas and stuff. and Just roll new characters. Yeah, or you just... Pl- uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be Alira. Okay, you can be Alira. We all know what Kale's gonna be. I'll, I'll be Bunny. And Josh, you can be Cole. Cole, it just, it just oh, yuck. rolls off the tongue so much easier. No. I want to be one of Axel's birds. (laughs) Yes. Actually, you know what? Actually, I'll be the dwarf guy as he uncalcifies in the camp. Yeah, with one half (laughs) arm. Missing half his skin. And then I'll scream, die shortly, and then roll another character. And just be a dove. (laughs) Yeah, just be a bird. One of the doves accidentally gets hit by magic and it becomes like, what's it? Whatever it is when a creature can think as a humanoid or the human thing. That thing. I'm on a trail. Shall we get into it? Let's do it. Yes, I want to see what the result of this roll was. What roll? All right. Mm-hmm. We spent too much time talking about flavor savers. <laughs> All right. So, last week, after a grueling battle against a hunting party of reptilian creatures, you presumed were the Zulgaths slash Trogulites, you ventured forth finding a recent well-trodden path. You finally came across the Erin Tower. Massive structure. Looked like it wasn't built at all, but more like it just risen out of the earth beneath. Kale had the smart idea of scouting ahead invisibly so that you could prepare and plan for what's to come. You headed up the steep, staggered slope that originally looked like it'd been a staircase, um, but had over the years just become smooth. And at the top, you found a flat landing with statues standing in front of an entranceway. You peered into the entranceway and instantly were hit by this horrid smell of the creatures within, very similar to what the Zorgaths smelled like. The entranceway veered down sharply, as if, again, that massive stairway was there, but now it was just a slope. Kel tried to reverse it, but he slipped and fell, causing alarm from the creatures in the first room below. More Zorgaths, but this time accompanied by a six-foot-tall feathered lizard. A living, breathing dinosaur. Unable to find the source of the sound and the apparent disruption, uh, after a quick interaction with the statues that came alive up above, the creatures went back to what they were doing. You explored northwards and you found another room, this time with dinosaurs in it, covered in chitin, hard, thick chitin, and at the end of their tails, a massive, just a wad of chitin, similar to an Ankylosaurus. Quickly thinking you were out of your depth, you fled from the Erin Tower and headed back to the guys, where you decided to head back to camp. But not before loosing off a spell at that landing, hitting the two statues critically badly. One of them ended up losing an arm, the other one got blown off where it was, but they started flying around looking for you guys and you scampered. When you guys got back to the crossing at the river, Yuri had the idea of setting up effigies to scare away any would-be pursuers. Kale and Javier did not get involved with the process and even look at the process and Yuri had set them up. We didn't really get much of a description. When you got back to the camp, Javier sought out the Flamboni sisters to return the bladed hoop they had given him because he couldn't land a single hit in the combat against the Zulgats. They were shocked and told him that he had a curse on him and the only way to pass it was to take a fool. This ended up being an elaborate ruse, which landed Javier in a puddle of mud. The whole circus was there to watch and help him up, clapping and cheering and like, it was a positive thing. But not everyone was there. Bunny, Kale and Yuri were outside Tahala's check on her status. And I know what we've been kind of been waiting for. Our listeners have only been listening for a week, but you three have been waiting two weeks to find out mm-hmm. about this. How are you feeling, Javier? A little bit embarrassed, but... Mm probably glad that he's got such a supportive network of friends kind of willing to help him Mm. through at this point he realizes any ales that he might have and like you're surrounded by friends all of them are like they're not laughing like i said last time but they're not laughing at you they're laughing with you like yeah yuri and kale spoke about this and they're they're aware of the process of what's happened and it is this thing that happens with new people who come to the circus that they take a fall it's like almost like a tradition that's passed around circuses and um you hadn't taken one yet and so to bring your ego down a little bit to ground ground you a little bit this is like one of these things that they do it, it can be seen as cruel and like obviously it's okay like for Javier to feel that way if he does but if this is a positive experience it's fantastic like 
but it, there there has been I mean there, there can be thoughts of that but you see all around you all these circus folk laughing cheering drinks are being passed around it's a very joyous event and you see Yuri Kale and Bunny next to Tala's tent Yuri do you climb up inside and have a look yeah I think he would Yuri you stoop up the steps get down low have to push well not push past but have all the talismans bouncing off you and all iconography from her tribe and you look down at her she had a plus nine naturally to a fortitude save through the whole day's bed rest she got a plus four from bunny and the plus two from kale which put her at a positive 15 onto the roll it was a three and above that she needed on the dice she rolled a two. Oh. Oh. You look down at her. For a moment, you think she has passed. But you can see the very, very gentle moving of her chest going up and down. You look at her now, and you see that her lips are now, because of the tightening, tightening of the skin, have kind of like been pulled up and they're showing off her teeth that are starting to form and change now. Her ears are becoming more jagged and pointed. You can see the creature she will or could become. She's gone from stage four of this disease to stage five. You know, seeing how bad of a condition she's in now, medical assistance won't work. Yuri, how are you feeling about that? Uh, I think... Uri would be kind of cold inside, maybe. Like, like trying to maybe just deaden the emotion, trying not to feel while he's trying to assess this and see if there's anything that he can possibly do. The whole time you're looking at her, you can hear the joyous cries and laughter in the background. You even see, like, Buddy and Kale, like, pointing, maybe laughing at a couple of things that the other guys have been doing, perhaps. Or and Kale might maybe briefly, like, turn around and look at you. And Kale, you can see on his face, it's just, well, cold. It's not, it's worrisome, the emotion and what he's carrying on his face. It's not looking good, is it? Uh, I don't think much is working. I think we can maybe try again with your potion. Do, 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 Do you have another one? Yeah, I can have one to administer every morning please if if you could uh i'm not entirely sure what to do here be honest bunny now turns around and see you guys talking and overhears it i'm i'm sorry i couldn't do more yuri no mate it's it's not you mate she and he's like grabbing like he's like scratching the back of his head and he's like like almost his hands are like almost trembling he's like oh I'm not saying that you sh- you shouldn't have gone. Like I, I I thought that the abilities I had were enough, but um, fuck, she's. I don't want to say it, but how long do you think she's got? And has she got a chance, you know, of getting better? Uh, just before I answer that in character, um, so you said I don't think uh, mundane healing techniques yeah, will so- help. Does that mean um, my just the me- and that regular medicine check won't work to administer to treat disease? So, yeah, the ghoul fever, um, ghoul fever. So there's six stages. Obviously, first stage, second stage, it's reasonably okay. Third stage is where it steps up, and a third and fourth stage is where it steps up, and it's like only half healing. Fifth stage is where no healing can be done. I'll double check for you now um, whether or not. Because uh, it says no medical, um, no medical oh, medicine checks or anything like that can assist. Here you go. Uh, stage for uh, okay, so two negative damage and gains no benefit from healing. No benefit from healing. I by the way that is written and the way I read it, caring for her for the eight hours, that does not count. I think that is assisting her and making her comfortable so that her yeah. metabolism can get past it. Um, alright, so, uh, cool. So, I uh, think, yeah, we'll go back and say, uh, I think, uh, I think we, we treat, uh, wounds and stuff the same. 
Same way I've been, just try and make her comfortable and whatnot. Um, give me, give me a couple of hours. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think on something. Kale's gonna step outside of the wagon, mm. and he's gonna glance over at the poor calcified dwarf that was bitten by the cockatrice, and he's gonna have another eureka moment. Yuri, Yuri. Uh, mate, y- uh, yeah. What? I have an idea. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Come on. That out with it. Cockatrice that I attracted to the camp inadvertently by stealing its eggs. Mm-hmm. The presence of eggs in implies there's a second parent. Mm-hmm. What if we were to capture said parent? Play a little prank on Tahala and throw it in the wagon with her. Let it give her a little little bite, a little snip snip. So she calcifies. And we can keep her frozen until we can get her to somewhere other than this useless fucking town. Absalom or something. Uh, Josh, give yourself a hero point. Ooh. I oh. fucking love that. Oh my god. Carry on. You, you really think that will work? Well, yeah, if she's... Is it stop? Is it stop the process, do you reckon? Well, yeah, turn, turn, almost completely turned to stone. Well, I assume there's some minor metabolic processes still going on underneath, but as long as he doesn't, she doesn't get bitten as badly as our poor friend over here, who doesn't seem to be unfreezing. So, you're saying she will just un... I unfreeze after a, a, a period of time or something like that. We don't need to do it, do anything. Well, I, I did some reading about it, and it can happen naturally. But we should have at least a few days of her in stasis. Well, hell, we could keep the cockatrice in one of the cages and just re-administer the bite. We could also use it as a new act. <coughs> I I don't mind it. Um, would you? Go get Javier. Maybe you two can look a bit... Uh, He's good with animals, isn't he? That's a good idea. He is. He is. I'll go get him. Yeah, thanks. Uh, that's a yeah, good good idea, Kale. Uh, as long as it works. Pray to Gorham it fucking works. So I imagine, like, having this moment, Kale, you're like semi-running towards this circle where everyone's kind of surrounding Javier, who's head to toe covered in mud and just kind of like shaking people's hands getting given drinks and just everyone's like patting him on the back and stuff <laughs> like that uh, I think Javier's gotten over the initial embarrassment of it now and is now kind of grinning broadly and yeah you feel a tug from behind you're kind of whipped around and you're met by Kale's face <laughs> <laughs> looks you up and down he's covered in mud uh, it's a good look um, listen uh, we had an idea yes are you coming to join us have a drink Kale um, probably not a good idea. We're about to go wrestle the cockatrice into submission. Is that a euphemism? Or... No, not, not at all. <laughs> right. Um, I'll, I'll turn around and just raise my glass to everyone um, and then set it down on the table. Right. Let's go then. All right. So what is this plan? So you want to return to this nest that you found near a cliffside. Yeah that you found this egg on. Yeah. So it's not too far from here. Um, it genuinely, like, it is, I would say, maybe two stone throws away from where the campsite is. Like, it's going to take you under 10, 20 minutes. To- so we'll head to uh, the Featherfall Five, borrow some netting off them. Well, everyone seems to be in the circle at the moment. You can just go over to their tent and grab it. Oh, we'll ask. If you want to talk with them yeah, first. we'll uh, approach okay. and ask them about it. So you see Alira. She's there with the others drinking. Uh, none of her sisters are out um, at the moment. Just Alira's in, in the uh, in the crowd. All right. Just talking. Uh, uh, Alira. Ah, uh, Kale. You're going to have a drink then? Uh, Go on. Have one. We're having a party. We're celebrating. Have it. Half an hour or so. We just have something extremely dangerous and stupid we're about to go do. Listen, um, can I borrow right. your net that I fixed? Well, is it is it going to get damaged? Maybe, but if it does, I'll fix it again. Yeah, go for it. I mean, if you, if you can, if you, if you think you fix it, if not, you owe me, you owe me a net. Deal. All right. Um, also, when you get back, can I have a chat with Javier? 
I, I don't want to disturb whatever this thing you're doing with him is, but I need to have a chat with him about something. Yes, sure. Yeah, right. not a problem. Am I here? Oh, wait, you're here? It, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, I presumed you just you ran off to go oh, find yeah, him, yeah. but if you're there... Uh, I, I'm just sulking behind him, yeah. Have, have I yet? Yes. Do you plan on um, using Liana the Lion in your act? I had not thought about it. I mean, she's quite malnourished. Yes, but with enough training, do you think she will be good for an act? I think that poor creature mm, may have seen enough of, of being handled for now. But I can I can try and and coax her into doing something. Why? What do you have in mind? Well, thing is, like after what happened last time on the ropes, I'm a bit well, you know, I well, you know, I'm still a bit skittish about going up there and holding the weight of my sisters. And I was thinking of going solo. Ah. Well, like, you know what I've always said. Like, Tesla's old enough now to hold on to the, the rest of them. She's, like, almost 17 now. And I don't want to always be known as the, you know, the Featherfall Five, you know, the Featherfall Five, you know. I want Alira, a, a lion tamer, like, or Alira and a lion, you know. I thought that, I mean, it could be the drink talking, but, like, it, is it a good idea? Alira, I've always said you were the, the best and most talented of your of the Featherfall Five. I think you do fantastic on your own. But... We must discuss this another time. We are yes. in quite a hurry. No, I, m- I might need your hand, uh, you know, telling my sisters at least guidance on how to do it. Kitty, I know, is going to be quite upset about it. I'm sure they'll understand. All right. Well, all right. Well, we'll see you in a little bit. Then. Yes. Let's discuss this tomorrow. Uh, don't don't break my net. I don't forget we got a performance in like two nights' time. Can't promise that. Well, technically a night's time, I guess. Tomorrow's second day. Yeah, two nights. Two nights from now. Alright, alright, bye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so you guys walk off and head over in this direction. Let me find some let me find some music for this. Alright, I've got one part of the music down. Let me I'm gonna grab the town music, because I kind of want this to be a bit different as you guys head out, and I feel like this is a little bit appropriate. So you head out in the direction where this nest was. It's a small cliff edge that kind of surrounds, like, where the water uh, heading south out of your campsite kind of turns into a waterfall. At least, it was a waterfall. It's kind of more of a trickle now. Cliff edge in that area, it's probably about 15, maybe 20 feet tall. Kale, it's pretty easy for you to find uh, the area where this nest was. I need everyone to do a perception check as you approach. I'm not there. Oh, you're not coming? No, I'm, uh, Uri is, uh, thinking on, uh, things that his, uh, shaman teacher taught him. Okay. Pondering over Tahala. Perception? Perception. 23. 23. Kale? Uh, is... 10. 10. Kale, you wander out in the direction, maybe, and you listen out, you can't hear much at all, and you start stepping towards the nest, but you feel Javier's hand on your shoulder and he just kind of puts his finger up to his lips and he points to his ear and after a little bit more concentration, you both hear the (coughs) and you also hear I'm trying to do quieter noises. You hear <laughs> one large cockatrice, and you think maybe one to three other different smaller cockatrice, maybe chick, calls. It's pitch black. I presume you guys hadn't brought out any torches or anything. Like it is, it's semi-mooned. So in the sense, it's I mean, it's half moon. I should just say half moon, not semi-mooned. It's half moon. Mm. And so you've got a little bit of natural light, but it is going to give it a bit of, you know, it's going to be a little bit harder to see. Especially seems as I, th- I think Kale, uh, Kale doesn't have any uh, capabilities of seeing at night, but uh, Javier, because an elf, I think you have some dark vision? Uh, low light vision. I can see in dim light as if it were normal light. So you're, yeah, so you're able to see um, as if it was, yeah, um, a little bit further than Kale would be able to. So you both observe this and hear this. What? is the plan. So, what's the plan? 
Do do we want to take one of the the smaller ones? Do you think it's? Uh, I don't know. It might not be mature enough to calcify her properly. I think we definitely have to take the big one. If we're taking the big one, we may as well take the rest of them too. Right. Well, perhaps we should set up a, a snare and then scare them into it. Yeah, something with the net, no. a drop net, or maybe that classic, uh, you know, net that goes upwards. <laughs> yes. I don't know do how you, to do that. Do, though, do you? Okay. Uh, I'm sure we can figure it out. Can I get? I'll tell you what. I'm going to make survival rolls for you guys to set up this trap. You just give me your pluses. And so you guys are setting this up as best that you can. I don't worry. Since the since the dice roll last week where I got the result that I did, I salted my dice. I put them in a container, filled it with salt, <laughs> shook it about. And I don't know if you traditionally you put the salt down the toilet, but I do. Um, and flushed it. Flushed it away. Because it's all the bad juju. So these are fresh dice. Fresh dice. So... I would like to, if you guys are okay with it, you can say no, I want to make the roll. But, like, secretive. Nah, nah I would much rather that than, <laughs> than no beforehand. Okay. Javier, what is your positive to survival? It's a big old plus one. Plus one, okay. Awesome. All right, Kale. That's <laughs> plus zero here. Let me see if I can... <laughs> Let me see if there's any if I, any of my uh, current I may have Drake Hart mutagen take, at the moment. You can take a no. mutagen just to set up this trap. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna take it before we trigger it any anyway, in case this thing, uh, in case the shit hits the fan. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah, plus zero. All right. Now, I need you both to roll sneak checks for me. Oh, that's not good. Twelve. Okay. That's with a plus nine. Ooh. Mm. 27. Damn. I'm sure with a little bit of that, you can definitely, like, Javier starts snapping twigs, and you're like... <laughs> trying to shut him up. Um, you listen out for a little bit after a little bit of disturbed noise from Javier, but you can just both hear the quiet clucking in the background. Yeah, you don't seem to know that you're there. So you start setting up this rudimentary pulley system so the idea is having like like how are you setting this up like uh you put thrown rope over the top of like a, a sticking out branch and then like the plan is to pull it shut or uh, depends on the trap we go for if we go in the falling net traps probably easier because we won't have to set up a counterweight well this is this is your guy's trap you tell or we me we can just done. provoke it and just throw the well this, over. i mean this this, <laughs> this is quite a heavy uh, heavy rope um, netting, right? Yes, it's it's designed to catch five people. Yeah, so yeah. this is a heavy duty yeah. rope, mm. and from what you remember from the cockatrice, there was only like three, four foot tall at most. Uh, you don't know if this is the mother or the father. Sadly, Kale is not that good at identifying sexes of uh, cockatrices, so you have no idea if this is going to be a male or a female, a breeding pair. Um, so I, I think what we'll do is. Um, tie sections of the netting to nearby trees at like maybe just above head height mm. um, but very very loosely tie them so that there's a lot of slack in the center so that when mm. the the net is fully slack a lot of it is still on the ground it's just like the very right. the very tips that are raised up across um, around the outside mm. and then we'll throw a rope tied from the center of the net over a branch and pull it up so that the center becomes unslack like a like the top of a, a tent kind of yeah. so that when you okay. release the rope the whole thing falls slack down on top of whatever it is that's there and and look because you guys have set up your own tents have set up the campsite before seen how people do this because this is I'm, I'm seeing this slightly relating to that kind of experience you've had I'm giving you both a plus two on the roll that I've already rolled for you guys sweet on this craft right Yep. The trap is set. Now, uh, do you, do you want to stand here and drop the rope, or and and I'll scare them, uh, or the other way around? I don't know. I'm easy. Uh, shall we, uh, you know, rock parchment shears? <laughs> rock parchment shears, it is. <laughs> All right. Ready? On three. Rock parchment shears. Shears. Oh, all right, looks like I'm provoking it. They then. played rock paper scissors all over the webcam, so everyone knows. <laughs> Have a yeah one. Okay. 
Alright. Okay. I shall drop the okay. net. He's gonna uh he's gonna down his Dracarch mutagen and grow some dragon scale armor. Sick. Um so the only thing that I wanna do to prep for this, Adam, is uh mm. I'd like to stand off to whichever whichever side we agree on that um um, that Kayla's going to come from, I will stand slightly off to the opposite side so that if they run too far towards me while I'm off to the side, I can kind of push them back towards the netting. Okay. All right. I will move you guys over this way. I'll have this net set up. Just imagine these are like rocks and trees in the nearby area. Observing that will be the net. So I presume Kayla's somewhere out the front. I'm trying to give you guys at least a little bit of visual. Yeah. Like, But I think this is mainly going to be theory of the mind. Kale's gonna try and get. He's gonna get to within thirty feet. So at the moment, all you can hear are like crickets and this slight and little chirps from the little ones coming from these. However many you may think they are, but you don't think there's gonna be more than one male or adult. Okay. How are you planning to draw them towards uh... you? Or are you gonna try and like run them and herd them in? Oh, he's, we're not, the little ones, not going to bother, it's just the big ones. We could probably just pluck up the little ones um, afterwards. So he's going to get to within 30 feet of it and then just try and get his attention. Get his attention. Uh, cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. You hear, and you just like see this very like jagged head movement coming out from the side and you see the look around and you see this bird again. This reptilian, almost skinned, furred... Like, you, you're getting memories now of what you saw in the um, in the uh, tower uh, as you see this as you see this cockatrice come from around the corner. Leathery wings instead of feathered wings. As soon as it's within, like, line of sight and clearly has seen him, he's just going to aggravate it by telekin- telekinetically flinging a stone at it. Sorted. All right, give me... Um, yeah, give me an attack. Oh, you got a 27. A 27. Um, that hits. Did you give me the damage? That's 12 piercing damage. 12. Ooh, that's going pretty good. Yeah, this is enough to aggravate it. Like, you, it's like looking at you curiously, and then suddenly a rock hits it across the face. Just... And you see, like, it's backing up, and you can see, like, two little chicks behind it, and it's, like, pushing these chicks out the way with its wings and, like, with its feet as these birds are just kind of nonchalantly, like, looking around, like, bumping into things, these little chicks, and it looks like it's going to charge you. He's just going to wait for it to charge and then run. <laughs> okay. Cue the fast banjo music. Alrighty. I hope you're ready. All right, so you're going to allow this creature to go first before you? Uh, well, he'd like to, if possible, ready his movement. So if it moves after him, he's just going to move away from <laughs> it in like a chase. All right. Give me... Let's, let's do initiative. Let's, give, let's, let's put this on initiative. See if you can pick up on its movement. It's like looking at you like, like almost like a bull in, um, on the streets of Italy. Head of the charge. Yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere, a country band comes out and starts playing the fiddle and... Uh, guitars <laughs> and banjo. Oh, 19. A natural one. So you prepare to run towards Javier as soon as this thing charges. And charges it does. It darts towards you. Activating your action of running back towards Javier. He's gonna run towards it. Javier! Big chicken chasing me! <laughs> run towards the dead area. <laughs> and you see, yeah, you and have a, yeah, you see him come around the corner just running full dart, and you see this cockatrice head down low, just going <laughs> flapping its wings oh like in God, front sure. of you, and just like <laughs> flapping, charging at you with its like beak right in front. All right, have a, yeah, give me, give me a, give me an attack roll. Just with your um, with your hoop or your rapier. Oh, that's good. 17 plus 9, 26. It is enough. So, Kale, you run past Havayer. This creature steps completely onto this. You pull. I need you to now roll me a athletics against their fortitude DC. It is. Oh, am I rolling this? As like a, as like a grapple, okay. yes. Because I'm treating this like nice. a grapple, like you're using this net to grapple it. Uh, 21. 21. Uh, yeah, that beats it. Yeah, this cockatrice is in the net going... Like, flapping around, flipping about. You're able to pull it tight. Kale! 
He's gonna, Help! He's gonna grab hold of the other side of the net and just try and just pull it, just hold it, just like yank it around until it like submits. Just, just let it flap around. Don't let it out, Kale! It's gonna make attacks against the net to see if it can free itself. Oh, both fails. Hey, it does not have enough room to move. Its legs are now sticking out of two of the holes in the net and are just viciously flopping about. One, its head stuck inside, moving about, just trying to bite and peck at anything. Um, and its wings are now like bent in odd positions. It's struggling. It's hard. I just need one more check to see if you can maintain this grapple. Just and like, you're gonna have to like try and tie this thing up or something like that. So whoever out of you two wants to do what, one of you's gonna have to maintain this grapple. One of you's gonna have to try and tie this up. Or if you have a plan, I will try and tie it up. I'll get the big boy to to hold it down. All right, give me that athletics check, please, Josh. Uh, pretty good. Oh dear, I'm gonna use uh, one of my hero points. <laughs> <laughs> what was that first roll? Uh, it was a three on the dice for Oof. an eleven. Oh, that's much better. Nineteen. Much better. You make it. Yeah, you're able to keep hold of this grapple, and then yeah, have a you tie up this net and you've got a net of cockatrices <laughs> and then get, you got a a netted cockatrice it's sitting there going pecking and stuff and like he's biting at it you notice that some of the parts that it's biting is slowly but surely like turning parts of it turning to stone like the bits of the uh the uh, net itself is actually like you see the dust coming off but it's like it's not enough to like make it go to stone and break it off but it's like chewing on it uh, all right. Once this thing's successfully tied up, I want to. I would like to try and calm it down a little bit. Okay. Give me that nature roll. Uh, uh yep. Ooh. Oh no! I thought it was a natural twenty, but it was a ten. How disappointing. Uh, what's my nature? Seven. So Seven. Seventeen. All right. It starts to calm down. It's like after you start like applying to maybe like what are you doing to calm it down? Um, I think just. Getting getting low, like lower than it, mm. so like to be like less intimidating, and then just speaking in a soothing voice. What are you saying to it? What sweet somethings are you whispering in its ear? Here, my feathered friend, it's all right. Just sit there and be fine. Everything will be fine. Just stay in the net. That's a good little chicken. As you see that he's calming it down, <laughs> Kale, you see the two chicks walk around the corner. And they're just kind of like looking around and just kind of bumping into things every now and again. Because Kale, Kale's just gonna walk over and just grab them both by the neck. Oh, yeah, 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 Kale. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And are you holding them by, by their legs? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, if they're yeah. legs or the neck, whichever one. Yeah, whichever you grab, one by the neck, one by the legs, and they're just sitting there like limply, like looking around. Like I'm imagining <laughs> two eyes looking opposite directions, just constantly, just like <laughs> looking around. While it and its fur, it's still. Even though you, you know how you know how chicks when they're young. They're like the yellow Fluffy. fluffs coming out and stuff like that. And mm. you know how snakes shed their skins. <laughs> I like to imagine. Mm. I I am imagining these cockatrices, but like like it's developing. It's it's growing into its new body. So not like you've got little bits of feathers and orange, uh, yellow feathers sticking out. But you've also got like the skin peeling off, like the feather the the the, sh the uh, wings as well as like the legs and like around the neck because that's all like lizard like skin. So that's what you see in front of you, like these two things and they're like a little bit confused start, like, panicking and flapping around when he grabs it like, oh and he's just gonna tuck him like under his armpits each one and just walk over with him the the the, the warm i, I don't get the warm he's gonna the walk over the <laughs> like, well that went way better than i expected it to yes i i fully expected us to be uh statues right about now just be careful with those two will you oh yes very careful. Wouldn't want tomorrow's dinner to get hurt, would we? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm joking, joking. Gotta fatten them up a bit first. <laughs> oh no. Well, they're not staying in one of my pens. You can make your own. Go on, let's get this back to camp and... Well, this is gonna be a right laugh when we throw this thing in with the holler, isn't it? She's going to shit a brick. I, <laughs> uh... I don't know if I want to be there to see it, honestly. All right. You guys head back to the circus. Still here, the happy goings on. You can hear the laughter and the cheering and stuff like that as you guys emerge out of the forest. Yuri, you know where they are. You know where they disappeared to. I'm yeah, keeping yeah. like a little bit of an eye out in the direction. Kind of, I presume part of you is kind of listening out to see if they need help. I feel like you've got like a very 
they've gotten protective of your friends. And with all this other stuff that's going on, I feel like your heightened perception is like observing everything now. Um, and you're looking over in the direction where they left, and you see them start to emerge out of the woods with a cockatrice in a bag and two chicks under Kale's wings. Oh, well, how about that? You, you actually fucking did it. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I... Uh, you did it. I did not expect you to be... Uh, how do we say this? So successful so quickly. Or successful at all. Well, well, it's funny, we were just saying the same thing, so... Yes, uh, yes. I'll, course, I'll take that uh, for the compliment that it was, Yuri. I was complimenting your uh, animal handling skills or something like that. <clears throat> yes, sir. Now, uh, Yuri, uh, probably your medical expertise, um, the best way of administering a big dose of cockatrice to, to Hala, um, I, don't, I think we've got a few options. We can uh, just set it loose inside the wagon and just close it up behind her and let it do its work. Well, is it just got a, just got a pecker? Is that well, yeah, how you turn in? Yeah, little break the skin. Well, it's it's got peckers, but it's, uh, it's its beak is filled with teeth, and it's the teeth that administer the venom. That's so uh, we can throw it in there, just let it loose, or we can maybe try and wrangle it, grab it by the neck, and uh, like a... Uh, like a puppet. Oh. Yes, uh, you ever you ever seen how they uh, uh, take the venom out of snakes? No. Oh, what is it? Like stick a mouth, uh, 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 stick or something in their mouth and wedge it open so they got like their teeth exposed or whatnot. Well, and then usually they put like a vine or something at the, at the thing and they get the venom out like that. But like, we're not trying to do that, so we just like whack it onto yeah. her leg or whatever. Bunny pipes up. Well, you can always. I mean, Eliza would be a pretty good expert at doing that. That is very true, Bunny. See, I do have good ideas every now and again. Yeah, you're an ideas man. Yeah, yeah, I am, and and I, I'll go get Eliza. Oh yeah, you you, you go get her. Yeah. Stop it, stop it. Uh, you're a small shop. Uh, don't take too long, mate. Bunny off into the crowd, and you see Eliza like talking with someone, and then she turns around and kind of looks down. And like bends over a little bit, and uh, you hear Bunny go, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, a bit of Bunny, Bunny, oh yeah, Bunny, Bunny," and then you hear Eliza. Go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Are they Pokemon? And <laughs> and they come round the corner. I need uh, Bunny. Can you do? I uh, not Bunny. Yuri, can you do a perception check for me? I can do a perception check for you. Ooh, I think that's all right. Um, that's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. As they um appear out of the crowd, you see both of their hands go to their sides, as but they like kind of like away from each other, like a cheeky little morsel. You know. <laughs> um, and she comes over, and say, so, "Uh, yeah. Um, these guys have got an uh, an, uh, an interesting plan for Eliza, cause uh, she's uh she's sad too well." Uh, for Tahala, sorry, I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm all in the yeah, uh, yeah. Tahala's not doing the best, so uh, they've come up with a plan. Yeah, uh, how would you say is the best way, Eliza, to uh, administer cockatrice venom? Well, uh, I was picturing something like uh, the way you would take the venom out of a snake, you know, right? Well, the obviously the way that's. You uh, give the poison back once you've taken it out. So I would think you'd have to put it back in the same way. And I'm not saying that obviously any of you should put the venom on your teeth and bite it. But I have. Oh no. I mean, we I, in your medical kit, perhaps you have maybe something that can like inject or push something in. Even if we get a needle and we just put some of the uh, 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 the poison on it and just like push it into her skin. It depends. If we need a large dose, then we're gonna have to do a bigger needle. But uh, I was, I was more thinking like, do we just like let it latch on kind of thing? Or is that maybe too much? I mean, that would probably be the best. Uh, well, obviously not the best way to do it, but it's an easiest way to do it. Just uh, so it's I the way I milk my uh, um, uh, my vipers. Uh, that uh, it's normally like over a jar, and you put like a little bit of skin. Uh, pop it on and it will dribble out and that way they don't have poison for the shows in case children or I or anyone else gets bitten by them. Yeah. Obviously Mr. Tickles has no poison so we don't have to worry about venom so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, well what do you think, Gail? Well, quickest way, probably the best. Time is of the essence. Mm, 
She may suffer some injury, obviously, from the, the bite, but as long as you've got medical supplies, I think that would be fine. Um, mate, before we actually do do this, uh, you're 100% sure that she'll turn back or that we'll have the ability to turn her not into stone? Yes. Do you want to give me an arcana check? Me or Kale? Kale. 20? Can I give you one? What? I mean, if you want to, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, 17. 17. Okay, so, Yuri, you don't, but Kale, you know that if they do fail the save, they, um, because obviously she's going to have to take a fortitude save when she takes the bite. Um, the victim, uh, has to get bitten, uh, has to be bitten and has to fail two checks. And then they get, uh, they get petrified uh 24 hours and every 24 hours they need a fortitude save to recover if they critically fail that fortitude save it is permanent and the only way to recover from that is a flesh to uh, stone to flesh spell yeah so, just so you're aware easy cool all right so this goes and he's and he says are you sure you have a quick think over this yes um uh, i was also thinking like she won't actually get too bad until later on tomorrow so if we can hold off maybe a little bit I'm just I'm, would that be the point of no return we're already at a point of no return mate no I mean if she doesn't recover tonight see that recovers tonight or becomes a ghoul right technically yes yeah well can you give me like half an hour to, to think some things through first go organize a cage for the new act kale's cacophony <laughs> of cockatrice <laughs> you don't want to add them to javier's mundane menagerie uh, I, just, I can't imagine javier would be too pleased when i have eat them eventually so. that's what you named it you called it the mundane menagerie <laughs> <laughs> i did <laughs> only i'm allowed to say that i'm feeling like i need to take all the animals away from this ap and <laughs> stop collecting them <laughs> no uh, and you've also got baldorf the bear which has been yeah, here the yes. whole time, <laughs> just recovering cool. from wounds. But, um, all right, well, Yuri. Um, I was, yeah, I wanted to ask you a question. So, Tahala told me her name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, uh, let me have a look, see if I can... Owen uh, Akashan Olran, was it? Owen Akacha Akacha Olran. Or however you, spell, you can pronounce it. Oh, oh, well, they pronounce it Auckland. Yeah, so O N W A space A K E T C H A. Yeah. And then, then your brother O L K O R A. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Onwa Akacha Auckland. Yeah. Cool. Um, now, what? would you say that's her true name? Mm. Give me. A society check, and I'll give you a plus two because you know about Shawanti culture. That's a fourteen. Fourteen total. Yeah. Oh wait. Uh, yeah. No, that's correct. Fourteen. Okay. She told you that was her given name, but Tahala is her name now. You're not too sure what that means because you're not that versed with Shawanti culture to that point. Um, as far as you know. All the great warriors you fought, all the great warriors you found, all called themselves by that second name, which is usually like a name of honor, a name of like a deed that they did. And those names can change depending on the events. Like if, for instance, if um, uh, Tahala was to do something else more grand in her life than that original naming, her name would change. Yeah. Um, and they normally have like a representation of the act itself. So you know that you know the act she did. You know, um, but but her original name you have no idea. Uh, apart from you, you don't know if this is a name that was given to her. You don't know if this is a name she gave herself. Um, yeah. Um. Well. Anyway. Uh. So Uri was pondering, and he remembered a uh, can little cantrip spell. That uh, his shaman teacher taught, uh, not taught him, but told him of, called uh, Invoke True Name. 
mm-hmm. which is Do tell. ordinarily a negative spell. So, like, you invoke mm-hmm. the true name of a creature and you gain a benefit against it. So you, it get, takes a minus two circumstance penalty to saving throws against your spells. In addition, the first time it takes damage from one of your spells, it has weakness to that damage, etc., etc. Um, but Uri was thinking that he'd seen Kachalan uh, performing uh, like prayer rites over uh, injured and sick warriors, whether it be from battle wounds or sicknesses like unknown, like this one or known. Mm. Um, and he was thinking that he could, uh, using his connection to Gorum and his presumed, uh, uh, Tahala's presumed connection to Gorum also, seeing as she is a Shawanti tribeswoman. Mm-hmm. And given the information that she gave him previously was is that she slayed his brother, he was formulating like a little ritual that could be performed to perhaps lend extra strength to her. But I don't actually, I can't actually okay. find anything in like the rule set to do that. But I was just wondering. So, what is the intention? Is like to help her with this fortitude save, or yeah, or well, you're, well, you're actually okay. So that spell normally gives like a minus two to what, like attacks against you, saving throws against spells, against spells that uh, the I would be casting. Well, the intention here, right, is for her to fail the calcification bite, right, to fail the test. Well, he was more thinking about the ghoul fever. But... Yeah, that. Uh... Wait, he wants her to fail the ghoul fever? No, but uh, he was he was more trying to change the aspect of invoke true name to be like invoking her true name to Gorum in order to bring the power, his power to bear okay. to help her well, save. You can always try and see what happens. Yeah. Yep. So he would be he would spend like ten or fifteen minutes just thinking about it. But then maybe conversing a little bit. The, the connection that you do have with your god asking yeah. him to share um, um, I think he would have Gory out and be talking to Gory well I think as soon as you start yeah like um, as soon as you start thinking about Gorum and mentioning this Gory will come out and go onto your shoulder because of the connection you have with Gory Gorum and yourself yeah. I think he naturally comes out whenever you're seeking his guidance because he knows that he is your connection to him. And just for everyone's remembrance, Gory is a little rhinoceros beetle because uh, rhinoceroses are a uh, symbol of Gorum. And he came to uh, Uri at some point in the past. Anyhow, yeah, you'll just be having like a little, little discussion with Gory. Like, oh, what, what do you think, mate? Like, uh, I have no fucking clue if it will work or anything, but like... Oh, this is the only thing I can think of that I can do that can help. Perhaps it might help her while she's frozen or whatever. I don't know. Like, then you'll just like start thinking about the ritual that, or ri- ri- numerous rituals that Kajalan would have performed mm. while he was a child. All right. So, you take this cockatrice. Who's going inside the wagon to, like, administer the bite? Administer. The bite. Oh, uh, is uh, Eliza not doing it? Or uh, I was thinking it was going to do this thing before they performed the. Yeah, okay, so. well, if you. Sorry, but then when you've had this thought in this prayer, you move up. I guess you move up to this wagon. Yeah. Move inside and you start casting or making this ritual. Yeah. And tell me what you're doing. Um, I think it'd start off, you'd like kind of maybe put. Gory onto Kajalan's chest. Oh, not Kajalan's. Uh, Tahala's chest. Uh, to kind of like, you know, focus as a focus kind of thing. Um, and then he would probably... Uh, I think he'd like start by drawing out his dagger and cut it along his hand, opening up mm. a cut and just uh, gripping his fist and dripping the blood onto Tahala. It was a... Uh, what was it, true name? Onwa Akecha Okran. Gorum, please. I, uh, I'm not sure if you are even hear these prayers that I utter to you, but if you're going to hear one of them, please hear this one. And he'll hold his hand up 
over and continued dripping the blood. He's like, I spill my blood on the woman who spilled the blood of my blood. I do this to show that she is not my enemy and she is a true warrior. If you have any power with which to help with this blasted fucking curse, please, I beg you. And he'll... And you think maybe something was happening outside or maybe you like you think you hear maybe in the distance very 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 quiet perhaps warhorn blast off something that you're akin to being blown out of a tusk or of a even a rhino itself and you can hear that in the distance like you don't think you you think could it be mm. could it could have been something else maybe it was from the party outside but you hear that and when you look down, Gory's looking up at you. Uriel, give Gory a, a nod. Gory nods back. Thanks, mate. He just picks himself up with his wings and flies up onto your shoulder and crawls down your chest into a pocket. Uriel, take a little moment. Not very long, but maybe half a minute just in contemplation looking at Tahala and he'll kind of like shake himself and look out out the door and like uh, alright uh Kale uh Eliza uh, if you want uh is there a particular I can just do it on her arm or something or maybe on her leg I'm not sure uh, it's probably maybe if you could find a spot that's not tattooed so it doesn't fuck it up she'll probably be less likely to kill us when we unfreeze her well, I mean, I'm not sure where the best place would be for that. She is <laughs> covered from head to toe, but uh, perhaps... Uh, oh, no, she's uh, ankles are covered. Uh, I think we can find somewhere. And she just kind of examines her body, and she finds, like, a like a part of her shoulder that maybe has, like, a little bit of a gap in between the tattoos. Kale inspects the feet, like the bottom of the feet. So, oh, this one says curb. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one says stomp. <laughs> <laughs> You notice when you look at her foot as well, almost completely purple. Like, she reveals her shoulder and kind of grabs the cockatrice. Is somebody else holding the cockatrice? Eliza's, like, good with the snake, but... I assume it's a multi-man thing with, like, two, maybe Yuri and uh, Kale both, like holding it in like a, mm. a headlock and then someone holding onto the body and yep. just like, careful. Yeah, Uri's got the body in a vice grip. Kale's got the yeah. head. Eliza's like, um, like the opening area and she, and she grabs hold of the neck and she goes, well, duh. here goes. And she presses like the mouth down towards Tahala. And I mean, it hits. She's unconscious, so it counts as a critical technically, but she does take some damage, obviously, from the bite itself, and then she's going to have to do the fortitude save. She just takes one point of damage from the bite, so it doesn't matter. Now, she has to make this fortitude save. She's got a plus nine. The teeth sink in. First thing you notice is that her breathing becomes slower. Like, it was already slow, but now she literally looks like a corpse. Like, it is just like for those of you who, who have maybe got like a hand on her or something like that, or like got a, a resting uh, or like uh, like like got an arm on her or something like that, you can only just feel her chest moving. Her eyes that were kind of flittering before have like calmed down and slowed. And after about a minute of this, from her shoulder, you just see the white start coming down. Her body becomes more rigid. You see this grey-white stone start to infect and take over her body, moving down like her legs. Her face completely calcifies over her head, her ears, and the last thing we see is her arm. And the tattoo is the last thing of the lion with this arrow going through the back of its head, out of the mouth, just calcify over. You all look at her there. It's just like a statue sitting there, almost in peace, sort of like how you see those 
crypts or tombs of kings where they have that stone body of the person lying on top of it. That's what she looks like. She's sitting there, eyes closed, at peace. All of you get a strange sense of reassurance and worry at this point. This kind of silence breaks as you hear the professor behind you. What are you doing? And I think we'll leave it there. Mm. We'll come back after our break. Oh my god, guys. Okay, that's gonna win a Nobel Peace Prize for that this. idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is that it's completely left wing. Oh my god. Huh. I'm I'm amazed by that. I, I tip yeah, my hat so hard to you, good sir. Well done. Absolutely well done. And a very well used hero point, I'm sure. <laughs> I wish I could have given you more. I won't. <laughs>